Hi everyone, this is Nellie. Thank you for tuning in today to my ministry, song, scripture, and my thoughts. Today is June 21st, 2022. Today's song recommendation is Walk by Faith by Jeremy Camp. I hope that you look up the song with lyrics and sing it to God's ears and just worship the everlasting rock, the God of ages. Bring him into your presence. Today's scripture, I'll be reading from Joshua chapter 24, verses 26 and 27. Psalm chapter 18, verse 1 and 2. Psalm chapter 18, verse 31. Psalm 62, verses 6 and 7. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 4. And then we'll move on to the New Testament where I will be reading John chapter 5, verses 1 through 16. James chapter 4, verses 13 and 14. James chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. And ending with Hebrews 11. Six. I've titled today's message, Walk by Faith During the Broken Road, and Testify. Before I get started in reading scripture, I want to say first off, it is so important to share your testimony when whatever God has done for you, small or big, or in between. Share it with others so they can know of God's good works. The more we share what God is doing in our lives, our testimonies, the more people will start believing and trusting in the God that we believe and have our faith. Because it is faith. We walk by faith. And we are on a broken road, are we not? I mean, just... If you're living a life without any trials, tribulations, or tests, I'm not sure what's going on, why, why God doesn't want to grab your attention. Of course, if you're going through nothing, trials, tribulations, or tests, and you, your heart is so right with God, you're, you're thinking about God all the time, your heart is with God all the time, your soul is with God all the time, He is just on your heart, mind, and soul all the time and you are with God 100%, then I can see that he's probably not testing you. But he, he did test even Job at some point when Job had been walking faithfully with God and he had everything he could ever want and then God allowed Satan to test him. So although we don't want to walk and be broken in this life's journey, it's also a blessing. It's also a very a very good thing because God says it's a good thing. But we have to share with others our faith and how we walk by faith even when things aren't going well for us or even when something's not going well and then something else hits you and then something else hits you. That we just have to count on the Lord, God Almighty, the everlasting rock, 
the God of ages, that he is with us and we have to trust him through each trial, tribulation, and test. It's also important, if God has done something for you in the miraculous realm, he has healed you from something big. And it, because his word says so, he says, I've healed you, but go and sin no more. Otherwise, something else might, might other, otherwise, um, or he says, so nothing worse happens to you. And, and that is found in scripture. And by not sinning, he doesn't want us to be, he doesn't want us to have any strife. He doesn't want us to have any arguments. He doesn't want us to be bitter. He doesn't want us to not love each other. He doesn't want us to judge each other. In other words, um, he has said in scripture, pull the wood out of your eye before you go and tell your brother some mistake he's doing. <clears throat> pull the wood out of your eye. He says this right, rightly because we have to all realize that nobody gets it right. So if you're going through it, you've had a healing, and you're now, and first of all, didn't share your testimony, so the healing went wasted, and then you're now sinning by perhaps being mean to somebody or angry with somebody or holding, um, not being forgiving, things like that. Be careful. I'm only saying so because in scripture, he's, if something, if it were me and I had something and God healed me of something and then I was just being even meaner, <laughs> meaner than I'd have been, ever been to people, would I, ex would I expect to receive another good thing from God? I don't think I would. I wouldn't be deserving of anything good from God because I took his healing power and I trampled it. I didn't share it. And now I'm being mean with people. And maybe intentionally or not intentionally, who knows? But we have to practice the good fruits of the Spirit. We need to be passive. We need to be peacemakers. We need to be we need to love each other. The, the first two commandments is love thy God. Don't put any other God before God. And to love thy neighbor as thyself. We're supposed to put God first, then everybody else, then ourselves. We are, we are to be considered least in our, in our broken road. Just to put everybody else, God first, then everybody else. And just stay in the Word of God and ask God, how should I behave? How should I act? And He'll tell you. He'll tell you not to have possess the bad fruits of anger and strife and bitterness and jealousy and pride and unforgiveness. Those are all characteristics of the evil one. We have to have the good fruits of the Spirit. We're not, I'm not going to go into those today because we have a lot of scripture to read. 
And if you've listened to my last podcast, I myself have been going through it. I've been on a broken road. I wouldn't say that worse things are happening to me, but more and more things are happening to me. And will I dwell in it? No. Did I get afraid in it? Yes. Did I know where I was going if today was my last day? Yes. I never lost faith in who I believe in. He is my God, and I know He's real. I know He lives. And if today is my last day, I'll go with Him to everlasting life. Why? Because He says so. Because I have followed Him. And the same will happen with you. Because we do not know when our last day is. You know, I've shared with you that I have lung conditions. And my lung doctor, he and his wife and friends were cycling as they love to do, ride their bikes, Sunday before last. And she was off to the side of the road on the right side of the fog line, not on the road, but some car going in the same direction swerved somehow and hit her and she died instantly. It's very sad that my lung doctor had to, I hope hope he didn't see it, but obviously he was there to see his wife dead. And I thought, oh, let her be a believer. Because we just don't know when our last moment in this life is. And just like that, she was taken. Just like that. So we, some people have a lot of time to get right with God. They're given some horrific diagnosis. Doctors say, oh, you're only going to live so long. And then you have the time he gives you until he takes you home. To get right with him. And a lot of people don't use that time well. It's if you can't read your Bible, have somebody else read the Bible to you. Get God's word in your ear. So important. If you can't get worship songs on your on your phone have somebody else play the song to you so you can hear and worship with what's left of you worship until you get your healing worship and listen to God's word use your time well every day because not everybody is given that time to get right with God and maybe God will take you maybe he will not maybe he'll give you a miracle Maybe he'll just take you to heaven, but he's getting you ready for heaven. And again, some people don't have that chance. They're just taken like that. So use every day well. Use use it well. And I was reading scripture, and I can't, I should have wrote it down, where in the Old Testament they would put a stone up as a witness that stone had heard your the testimony and it was a witness between them and God that stone was present to witness 
what God was doing. We are living stones. God himself calls one of his names his everlasting rock. He's our witness. He's witnessing everything. And we have to witness to others. Turn your Bibles to Joshua chapter 24. Again, I'm reading from the New American Standard Bible. And not every New American Standard Bible even reads the same. Depends on what version you have. What years yours was, was printed. But... Even though, even though our Bibles may not read the same, it is all saying the same thing. Okay, so we are reading verses 26 and 27. And Joshua wrote these words in the book of the law of God. And he took a large stone and set it up there under the oak that was by the sanctuary of the Lord. Joshua said to all the church, to all the people, excuse me. Behold, this stone shall be for a witness against us, for it has heard all the words of the Lord which he spoke to us. Thus, it shall be for a witness against you, so that you do not, do not deny our God. Pause. Now, here it talks about the stone is a witness, but somewhere else I read, because I'm on First Kings, it also talks about another stone that is a witness against us because it has heard all the words of the Lord, which he spoke to us. So it is just... We need to... Witness, witness, witness to others of what God is doing in our lives. And turn your Bibles to Psalm chapter 18, verses 1 and 2, which says this, I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress, and my deliverer, my God, my rock, in whom I take refuge, my shield, and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Pause. You know, I'm going to go ahead and read verse 3, because I think we all need to know this. I call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised, and I am saved from my enemies. I am saved from my enemies. If anybody wants to speak against me or be against me, the Lord has saved me from my enemies. And he will set me free. He will set you free. He hears everything we're saying. He sees everything we're doing. He knows what our hearts are conspiring. He knows what our hearts are doing. He knows, he knows, he knows. Okay, from the same Psalm 18, I'll read with you. 
verse 31, which says this, For who is God but the Lord? And who is a rock except our God? Pause. Again, one of God's names is Everlasting Rock. This verse 31 says, Who is a rock except our God? So we've got to remember that what we do, what we say, what we what we see, what we think, what we feel, all of that. God, I can't say this enough, is witnessing. As though when you see a rock standing there or sitting there, it is watching. God's eyes are on us. There's nothing we can do about it. We he keeps us in line. That's how he keeps us in line by reminding us that he's witnessing, he's a witness to our life. So that is why I've titled today's message to walk by faith during your broken road. Well, I've wrote during this broken road and testify. By testifying, we are being a witness. Our life is a testimony, especially when he does something of the miraculous realm in our lives, or he's answered a detailed prayer or answered a prayer. And we know it's God because we've asked God to answer these prayers. We need to share, share everything that he does for us. Before I go on, to Isaiah chapter 26, I want to remind my audience that these podcasts are not rehearsed. I do fumble my words. I don't know why God has put this ministry on my heart, but he has. Do I feel qualified? No. But I always think of Moses. Moses did not want to be God's voice, didn't want to be used by God. He didn't want to be God's instrument. Because he stuttered. So he, he asked God to to call upon his brother Aaron instead. So Moses stuttered. The great apostle Paul, he said he was not an eloquent speaker. So this gives me the boldness I need to keep going with this ministry. Because I speak from the heart. I ask God to help me get get messages to people. I can't do this on my own. It's not these messages I hope reach somebody for God because I do want him to use me as a vessel even though it is hard to put these messages together. I, I I play them back and I think, oh, I should have said that. Oh, I said that wrong. But you know what? If my messages are helping somebody, I invite you to like an episode. I invite you to follow me on Podbean. I invite you to share the podcast if you want. 
anyway I just wanted to get that said because I I know I really do I'm not the most eloquent speaker and I clear my throat because of my lung issues anyway so let's get back to Isaiah chapter 26 and over there Isaiah 26 verse 4 says this trust in the Lord forever for in God the Lord we have an everlasting rock pause isn't that just so beautiful we have an everlasting rock he is eternal he was and is and is to come. He was at the beginning. He created the, the, the heavens and the earth. He has been from the beginning. Jesus, before he came down from glory to be born, he was in the beginning. He he spoke to Isaiah the prophet. He spoke to David. He spoke to Abraham. He spoke to Adam in the garden. He spoke. He speaks. He still speaks today. He is our rock. Trust in the Lord forever. For in God the Lord we have an everlasting rock. And we have everlasting life for anyone that believes in the Son of God, Jesus Christ. So turn with me to the New Testament. We're going to go to John chapter 5. And I'm going to read about the healing at Bethsaida. And I might pronounce that wrong. I'm going to read from verse 1 to verse 16 and then I'll give my thoughts after these things there was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem now there in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool which is called in Hebrew Bethsaida having five porticos in these lay a multitude of those who were sick, blind, lame, and withered, waiting for the moving of the waters, for an angel of the Lord went down at certain seasons into the pool and stirred up the water. Whoever then first, after the stirring up of the water, stepped in was made well from whatever disease with which he was afflicted. A man was there who had been ill for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been a long time in that condition, he said to him, Do you wish to get well? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, but while I am coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, Get up, 
pick up your pallet and walk. Immediately the man became well and picked up his pallet and began to walk. Immediately the man became well and picked up his pallet and began to walk. Now it was a Sabbath on that day, so the Jews were saying to the man who was cured, It is a Sabbath, and it is not permissible for you to carry your pallet. But he answered them, He who made me well was the one who said to me, Pick up your pallet and walk. They asked him, Who is the man who said to you, Pick up your pallet and walk? But the man who was healed did not know who it was, but Jesus had slipped away while there was a crowd in that place. Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, Behold, you have become well. Do not sin any more, so that nothing worse happens to you. The man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had made him well. For this reason, the Jews were persecuting Jesus, because he was doing these things on the Sabbath. But he answered them, My father is working until now, and I myself am working. Pause. Isn't that just so beautiful? If there's anybody out there that has been sick for a long time, Jesus says, my father is working until now, and I myself am working. His word is eternal and everlasting. It wasn't just for that day. It is for today as well. Now, he may not give you the miracle, but he may. And if he does... If you notice that what you have experienced, it can only be a miracle from God. Hear Jesus' words and heed his words. Behold, you have become well. Do not sin anymore so that nothing worse happens to you. So if you are in this situation immediately back into the Word of God. Repent. Repent. If you've been mistreating people or you've been doing things that you know in your heart are wrong, repent and ask God to forgive you, to do another good work in you. He will forgive. And Jesus is always on record. He knows what we want, but he's asking this man who's been afflicted for 38 years. Do you wish to get well? He asks him. Do you wish to get well? And this man didn't know who Jesus was. He didn't know he was the Messiah. But he said, you know, basically he's saying, I've been trying to get into the pool because I, you know, it says in this scripture that an angel of God, an angel of the Lord, would come and stir up the waters during it says in, at certain seasons, and there would be a miraculous healing, whoever entered the pool first. So everybody else that got into the pool, if they were after the first one, they weren't healed. Just the one that first got in there was healed. But then Jesus comes along and he says, well, 
Do you wish to get well? This man didn't have to get into the pool. Didn't have to get into the pool. So, I have mentioned to someone recently that I feel that someone is going to hear, pick up your mat and walk. Might not be today. Because only in God's timing will he heal somebody from their afflictions. He might not even heal you all the way. Remember Jacob? God fought him. Jesus, before being incarnated, he fought with Jacob. And he left Jacob with... A, a hip that, um, I don't know if it was broke or, but he, but he was left with a limp. He did not heal him from that trouble. So he had to live out the rest of his life with that hip problem. So Jesus might not heal you 100% to keep you humble, to keep you in his word, but if he's going to heal you, he's going to heal you in his time. You have to be patient. You can't be sitting at home saying, I'm tired of living like this. So I just want God to take me home. That's feeling sorry for yourself. That's the pride of life might even be your condition speaking to you, which is from, they're always from the devil. Whispering lies, you're going to be okay. Only God. God has a plan. He put a plan before you. He expects you to follow it. And I, I sympathize for those that have gone through the plan for instance, if somebody has cancer and they've gone through the surgeries and the radiation and the chemo and now the cancer's back and, you know, most or maybe half will go through all of that again. And if that's in God's plan, do it again. But if it keeps coming back and, and or you go through all the all the process and things just didn't get any better it got worse or you know nothing nothing is saving you only uh you know i can see perhaps not having hope in another treatment i don't know i i haven't gone through this so i don't know what you're going through i don't know but what i do know is every day is is a gift from god and every day we have to trust in him and use our time well if, for instance, the doctor's report says that you only have two weeks, then use those two weeks well. But only God can take you when, he, when it's your turn. God puts us in this world and takes us out. Nobody can alter God's plan. Not even ourselves. Not even ourselves. So in this healing at Bathsheba with this man, 
He was waiting to be healed by a healing pool of water, but he had to be first. Then Jesus comes along and says, ask him, do you want to get well? And the guy said, obviously, well, yeah, but I've been trying to get well, but haven't been able to get in the pool first. And Jesus says, well, pick up your pallet and walk. And immediately the man became well and picked up his pallet and began to walk. But he also says, do not sin anymore. You're healed. Because Jesus went, he, he went away for a little bit because, you know, well, the Jews were coming around saying that there was, shouldn't be a healing on the Sabbath. And the Jews have, did not believe that Jesus was the Son of God or refused to believe it. So Jesus went off for a little while, but then he came back to find the man, the healed man. And he said, behold, you have become well, do not sin anymore so that nothing worse happens to you. And the man did go away and he told the Jews that it was Jesus who made him well. So he shared his testimony with non-believers, the Jews. He shared his testimony. We have to share our testimony. And yes, we are living in a broken road. If you're a born again believer, the road is hard. Turn with me over to James, because I want to pray this prayer over everybody. Chapter 4. And it's verses... Hang on one moment, sorry about that. So it's James, chapter 4. Oh, this isn't the prayer, but I want to read James 4, 13 and 14 to you. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in all things as we are, yet without sin. Therefore, let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Such beautiful scripture because Jesus Christ can sympathize with us because he was tempted for 40 days by the devil after he was baptized. He can sympathize with us in with he can sympathize with our weaknesses because he's been tempted in all things as we have been yet he he didn't sin because he's the only sinless man nobody else can ever be perfect like him that's he had to be perfect because only a spotless lamb could die on that cross and only the spotless lamb's blood could cleanse us from our sins so our sins could be forgiven So we are able now to draw near with confidence to the throne of grace so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Turn over to chapter 5, verses 13 and 16. 13 through 16, sorry. Oh my goodness, I changed. I didn't turn to the right scripture. Hang on one moment. I don't know how I got turned around there. 
Well, <laughs> because it looks like I read, for, read to you guys Hebrews chapter 4. Must have been... something I was supposed to read to you guys. So I'm glad I did. So I will incorporate Hebrews chapter 4, 14 through 16 into today's message. And now we'll go over to James. Sorry about that. Again, unrehearsed. We'll go to James now, chapter 4, verses 13 and 14. says this come now you who say today or tomorrow we will go to such a such and such a city and spend a year there and engage in business and make a profit yet you do not know what your life will be like tomorrow you are just a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away instead you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and also do this or that. Pause. So it is saying we're not promised a tomorrow. Our lives here on earth is just but a vapor can be here one day and gone the next. So what we do be in our years that matters after we're born again. So we need to say, if the Lord wills, I'll do this tomorrow. If the Lord wills. You remember the story of my, my doctor's wife. She didn't have it tomorrow. So the prayer is... Chapter 5, verses 13 through 16 in James. Is anyone among you suffering? Then he must pray. Is anyone cheerful? He is to sing praises. Is anyone among you sick? Then he must call for the elders of the church, and they are to pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the, prayer of, and the prayer offered in faith will restore the one who is sick. And the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, they will be forgiven him. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. Pause. Another scripture says, a prayer offered in faith. If you don't have any faith, how can he hear your prayer if you don't believe in the one you're praying to? So I pray this over anyone that's ill, that's listening. That Jesus will heal you from your afflictions. But also, it's not the body that we need to be concerned with. It's our spirit and where our everlasting eternity will be. So if this, this prayer heals you for the eternity first, then you may get the miraculous healing from a prayer offered up in faith. 
from somebody who's trying to live a righteous life. Those are the prayers that often get heard. And if you pray it with two or three other people, then he really hears. So share your testimony, whatever God has done for you. Share it with others so they can know of God's good works. It's just very important. And walk by faith. It's scary. But if you, if you believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that He's real, you have faith in Him and you know where you're going when you leave this earth. That's the big faith. That's why God is who He is and why He sent His Son. So those that believe in His Son, that believe in Him, will have eternal life with Him. There's no fear in that. If you know he's real and he exists and you believe everything he's done. So get into the word of God. Unfortunately, the road that we're on is broken. We have to pray for each other. We can't be mad at each other. We can't point our fingers at somebody that they're doing something wrong. We have to just walk together in peace. Because animosity and all that ugly personality is from the evil one. It's not from God. Cast it out. Be gone. Get out. Evil. Anoint your houses with holy oil from corner to corner. Anoint yourselves with holy oil. Ask God to fill you with his spirit to overflowing. This podcast has gone on longer than I had, I had thought it would. I apologize for that. All the glory to God. All the glory to God. Until next time. I also want to say I'm sorry I fumbled all the scriptures up. Sorry about that. I'll have them correct in today's message, um, the scriptures as I read them. Much love to all. Until next time. All the glory to God. Bye.